Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. New disturbing details in the case of a Kentucky mother accused of shooting to death her two young sons. We have the latest from her recent court appearance and a possible defense. We bring on retired CIA and FBI agent Tracy Walder to discuss. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law & Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. We have an update for you right now on this really horrible story out of Kentucky where a 32-year-old mother is accused of shooting to death her own children. Tiffany Ann Catherine Lucas has been charged with the murders of her two boys, Maurice, who was six years old, and Jaden, who was nine years old. And they were found by authorities in the home shot in the head. Boys were taken by ambulance to a children's hospital with a police escort, but they both died. A Bullitt County judge set a $2 million bond for Lucas, saying that she is a danger to others. And we have learned some new details and I think a defense, a very weird defense. So during a recent court appearance to determine if there's probable cause for the case to continue to trial, which I'll tell you, yes, there is. That's what the judge ruled. During that hearing, Bullitt County Sheriff's Detective Richard Beal testified, and he testified that two neighbors, a husband and a wife, called 911 after hearing gunshots. In fact, four gunshots, four, and they're heard on ring doorbell camera footage. They were fired within 30 seconds. Again, both boys shot in the head. And you might recall that I interviewed Bullitt County Sheriff's Office Chief Deputy Colonel Alex Payne when this first happened, and we didn't know all the details. He told me, remember, they were shot in an area that would not be survivable by anyone. And less than five minutes after the last gunshot is heard, Lucas is observed leaving the home, yelling for help. She reportedly was lying in the neighbor's driveway when authorities arrived. Lucas had allegedly told one of the neighbors that her kids were dying. Now, here's where things get really interesting, because Lucas allegedly told police that someone had given her the gun and she left it in the bedroom and that what happened was an accident. But she also supposedly said that she was, quote, in such a bad spot and that she is so stupid and that she would never do anything like this unless someone manipulated her. Taking that for a minute, according to Detective Beal, Lucas, quote, made statements that she was being manipulated through Facebook, through the Internet or through Wi-Fi, through Facebook and through a Wi-Fi being manipulated into what she did. Now, it seems that the sheriff's office didn't test her for drugs, and the defense got the court to agree to make sure that the evidence will be preserved and reviewed for the case. But I want to talk a little bit more about this. So let me bring it back into sidebar, former CIA and FBI agent, News Nation national security contributor, and author of The Unexpected Spy, Tracy Walder. Tracy, just a horrifying case. Before we get into the details of everything that we have just learned, I haven't spoken to you about this. What are your overall thoughts on it? I... I mean, I'm somewhat speechless, right? As a, as yeah. a mom um, myself, I don't know how uh, someone can do something like this. And her defense to me, which I was reading about as well, is 
confusing, um, quite frankly. Uh, is she arguing insanity? Is she arguing an accident? I don't know how you could use an accident four shots to all nine non-survivable places in someone's head. You pointed the gun at their head and you shot them, period, the end. That's that's how that is gonna work. And so I'm not sure that I fully understand what defense she's trying to employ here. I'm almost getting um, kind of senses of, of Lori Vallow, right? You know, talking about how she was grading people on these scales and people were talking to her. That's almost what I'm getting here. But even more interesting that I will be interested to hear is that the role that CPS played, because it's my understanding that CPS was called on her um, and on, on the kids multiple times. And so I would really want to understand more about those reports. Th that is very true. And I think that was one of the red flags that people raised in this about how, how this happened. But I do want to go back to her statements, though, and I was trying to make sense of it because, you know, it seems that the prosecution, based on the details we have, could make an easy case that this, she murdered them. Right now, I'm thinking about the statements and I'm wondering if she, in fact, left a loaded gun in the bedroom and the kids got a hold of it. And shot one. I, I don't I, I don't think that works. That can't work in any way. So I don't understand what she said if it was like why she would admit that it was an accident and that she's so stupid and someone had given the gun and she left in the bedroom. I, I'm trying to understand how that could ever be an accident. Do you see anything that would lead to that? In, I mean, in short, no, especially if they were both shot, as the sheriff mentioned, in non-survivable places. How would one shoot the other? And then shoot? It, I don't know how um, that would work out. It sounds to me, I think she's gravitating more towards this insanity because a lot of what she's saying doesn't seem to make sense. Right. Um, is this going to work? No, um, but I don't see any way um, in which this could be an accident. And even if it was, I think we just saw out of Virginia, um, the mom of the six-year-old that shot the teacher, um, she was actually just convicted um, of that. So it, it, she's just as liable. So I, I don't think that that's going to work. Hey there, everybody. I want to talk to you right now about Palm, which is the next generation of pepper spray. You see, Palm's formula provides you with the necessary range and capacity that can give you and your loved ones some peace of mind. Now, if you're like, look, I don't want to mistakenly fire this. Well, here's the thing. Palm's patented flip-top safety, it prevents accidental misfires. So whether you're carrying the unit on your keys or keychain or snapping the unit on your backpack or even just carrying it in your pocket, Palm is really the perfect everyday carry accessory. And I'll tell you what, my wife carries Palm and absolutely loves it. You can learn more at palmpepperspray.com and use code LAWCRIME10% for 10% off. Talk to me about when she says that she was being manipulated through Facebook and the internet and Wi-Fi. Bizarre comments. What did you make of that? You know, I have to wonder if she's hearing voices, right? When you mentioned the Wi-Fi, first, when I was hearing about Facebook, those kinds of things, part of me was wondering, because I've seen things like this before, where you have, and teens have been held accountable for this, telling someone to kill themselves, right? Telling someone to do harm to others. You see that really sadly on social media, and it's horrific. And so that's where my brain was maybe going first. But then when she started to talk about like, Wi-Fi interference and hearing things on the Wi-Fi. Um, I'm, I'm thinking that I think she was thinking more that videos on Facebook were speaking to her rather than to being targeted towards her. 
In general, though, cases that you've covered where you see a mother killing her children, there's a number of different reasons. What are some of the reasons, though, that you see? I don't know here. Um, part of it, and I, I have, again, I'm not sure about the CPS reports, but it's also my understanding that she was had drug issues as well. So part of me wonders that a lot of times what I see too is when mothers are developing you know, new relationships um, with other men, other women, um, and don't want their children in the way. Um, I see that sometimes happening. That's what we saw in the case of, of Lori Vallow. Um, I also see too, in cases of you know severe drug abuse, neglect, um, engaging in those kinds of behaviors with children. Those are really two, two reasons that I see women killing their children. Based upon the reporting, as I mentioned, if it's true that the sheriff's office didn't immediately test her for drugs, is that a problem? In my opinion, that's a big problem. Um, it probably, and you may disagree, I believe that that should have been one of the first things that they did um, upon arrest and booking. I mean, it's just part of booking procedure. Um, it's what I've always done. Um, I do find that to be highly problematic. I don't understand why that wasn't done, uh, whether they thought she was on drugs or not. It still is a pretty standard thing to do. She can even refuse it. It doesn't matter. They will still compel her to do a drug test. And so I, I'm very surprised that they didn't do that. And I do think it's going to be an issue. I, I think our, the reporting also indicates that she had once served a month in jail uh, in a drug possession case. Um, the gun as well, right? So the fact that she was outside without the gun, that the gun was on the bed um, and she didn't wave it around. She didn't try to shoot the officers. She goes outside and lays on the driveway of her neighbor's car. The fact that she left the weapon in the, 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 um, the house and on the bed, does that tell you something? I mean, what that tells me is her target was her children and nothing else, right? Mm -hmm. This is what she was targeting. That's what that tells me. It tells me she got in there. She fired off those four shots. When she was done, she dropped the gun and walked out and didn't want to cause harm to anyone else. That tells me that her target, number one, was her children. When she was successful in doing that, um, she turned herself in. Mm. It's, it's, I mean, it's, look, I'm trying to make sense of it. I'm trying to understand. It, it doesn't make sense. It's absolutely horrifying to think about. Um, I mentioned that the defense got the court to agree that the evidence will be preserved from their perspective. I mean, I, I don't, it's very, very tough case to argue for them moving forward. You, I mentioned the ring doorbell footage, right? That, that, that captures the sounds uh, the shots, the succession of the shots. Walk me through how important that's going to be for the prosecution's case. I think that's going to be important in regards to placing her at the scene, right? And to placing her inside the house. So I think that's going to be very important because obviously a prosecutor would love to have evidence that puts the accused right at the scene of the crime. And I think that the ring doorbell camera obviously is not, you know, directed right at her, but that coupled with her fleeing the house at that particular moment in time is going to be very, very effective um, in putting her at the scene of the crime. I also think how she obtain the gun. Um, you know, we have to look at that. I don't know what the state laws are in regards to that. And if she was convicted of a crime, I think that's going to come into play as well. We've covered another case on Sidebar where there was a young woman who's accused of stabbing to death her boyfriend. Um, and she claimed that she had this psychotic vision based on smoking weed. And the prosecutors in that case actually reduced the charge from murder to manslaughter. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. 
Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This is, feels like an unexplainable crime. I, I'm tr- it's, it's hard to make sense of it. If, in fact, they can show that her state of mind was altered because of substances, Obviously, that won't alleviate responsibility because she ingested the substances. Having said that, could that be a situation where a charge could be reduced from murder to manslaughter here? Or is that just not the same thing in your experience with what we're dealing with? Again, we mentioned the idea of drugs. We don't know. We're speculating a lot about what could it be. But if drugs did play a role in this, how, did that, how could that affect the prosecution of Lucas? Well, and I think too, just not to kind of get off on a tangent, but we are speculating about the role of drugs because I think it's hard for us to think that anyone of a sound mind, not under the influence of drugs would do something like this, right? And I think that that's really hard. I think the problem is, is because she wasn't drug tested immediately after, I'm not sure that that's going to be able to come into play here um, because they couldn't take that evidence and then prove that she was under the influence of something. You, you mentioned um, Child Protective Services. So Michelle Rice, who is Maurice's stepmother, says that the family had reached out to Child Protective Services several times. She believes that drug, drugs, drug abuse played a role. Um, they're completely devastated over what happened to the family. And she said, quote, nobody can manipulate you to do such a thing. This is in reference to what Lucas said or allegedly said. Uh, Nobody can manipulate you to do such a horrific thing. Nobody can manipulate you to do that. We love them so much. So many other people really love them and could have been there to help them, but she wouldn't allow that. She was too selfish, and now they're gone. It's my understanding um, at this point in time, we haven't heard a statement from Child Protective Services. What role will they play in this, and what response could they give here? Do they need to explain every interaction that they had with Lucas? Yes, they do. Um, In this situation, CPS is going to have a lot to answer for. Um, It's going to depend why were the children left in her custody, particularly if she had spent time in jail in the past and was dealing with substance abuse issues. That would have most likely been enough um, to get the kids taken away from her were the kids ordered to be taken away from her and she just hadn't given them back and they were going through court proceedings to do that. I don't know that. However, I do think that CPS is going to come under a massive microscope um, in in this investigation because if contact was made with them multiple times, not just once or twice, then they will need to provide some kind of information as to why those kids were left in her care. There's another part of this, too, and I kind of got the sense of it when I interviewed um, Deputy Payne, is the law enforcement response. Um, every kind of crime scene is, is horrific. When you deal with victims who are children, and, and just to let everybody know, um, Long Crime reported that the Bullock County Sheriff's Office responded after 11 a.m., so right in the morning on November 8th, 
to this home. Um, they found the victims in a bedroom, shot, covered in blood. There was a rush to try to rescue them. From a law enforcement perspective, how difficult is it to come upon a crime scene like this when it's involving two young children? It's incredibly difficult. My, my assumption is, is that all of these officers will have counseling made available to them, if not be told um, that they might need to go to counseling if they haven't reached out. Um, it's incredibly difficult, particularly, obviously, any death is awful. Um, but to see two innocent children, most likely, I'm assuming, in their beds, um, you know, killed with bullet wounds to their heads, I think coming across a crime scene like that is something that will impact them for the rest of their lives. Um, and they probably will need um, counseling to work through that um, and to hopefully it's never going to go away, obviously, what they saw, but to help them move move forward from what they saw. You, you, I'm glad you keep reiterating that the, the boys were shot in the head because that shows an intent to kill, not shooting. I mean, again, it, as we said with pain, it was in a place where they couldn't survive. And that's really clear from where they were shot. You know, what's one of the, the strangest things about this, Tracy. There is a video of Tiffany Lucas years back, I think in 2016, she had been interviewed by local media because she had opened up a convenience store. It was called a, like a one-stop shop place. And again, completely looks completely different from the person that she is now, what she's accused of. But in your experience, it's not like you have a criminal who just woke up as a baby, like was a baby and, and committed crimes all the time. And, you know, there's a history sometimes it's those people who can live a rather law-abiding life that commit the most heinous crime imaginable. I mean, every serial killer starts somewhere. Um, so the idea here is that you're dealing with somebody who may have been completely rational, normal, lived a normal life, was a perfect person, and then just one day snaps or one day changes and, and commits one of the most horrific crimes possible. It sounds to me that drug abuse is most likely what contributed to a lot of that change um, in her persona and in who she was. I think, again, we want to think that normal people don't do things like this. But the reality is, is I don't think anyone is born saying I'm going to kill my two kids, um, you know, when I have them. And so I, I think that deviance, when did that start? Yes, I think for her, it probably started with drug addiction. All right. Well, we're going to try to make more sense of this and learn more information as it comes through. Tracy Walder, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. And that's all we have for you right now here on Sidebar, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. I'll speak to you next time.